I'm now going to be speaking with James Depper, one of the managers at Majedi Asset Management responsible for our UK growth fund. James, a warm welcome to you. Thank you. James, the team at Majedi took over the management of this fund in April 2012. Could you help me understand the changes that you've made since taking on the portfolio? Yes, Chris. Well, from our perspective, we took it over at a really interesting time because we'd begun the process of gradually shifting our growth portfolio from an unashamedly defensive position to really quite a cyclical position. So out went the likes of big overweight positions in the likes of Glaxo, in came a lot of UK domestic exposure, a lot of financials, all in the expectation of better times ahead. And what drove that process of, of decision-making at that particular point in time? Inevitably, it's, it's a cocktail of things, Chris, but we are driven a lot by valuation. What we found was that over this period, valuation in many financials got crunched down. Cyclicals, same thing. And people were prepared to pay what to us were very rich multiples for defensives. So it was valuation combined with our analysis because many of these cyclicals and financials are actually, when you look at it in the cold light of day, have very strong market shares that they're crunching against the competition. So we were able to begin to buy nice positions which are beginning to come through. And yes, I think many of our listeners would say that the prospects for the UK economy look um, at at best average. Why do you still believe it's the right time to be entering these type of more economically sensitive companies? Well, we get excited when, if you like, the consensus differs from our view. Frankly, it doesn't always happen, but over this period, it's happened in spades. In our view, actually, the pulse of the UK economy is actually much stronger than I think the media or perhaps uh, many people think. And we see that in the results of companies. We see that in our private meetings with companies. Actually, many of these companies are quietly doing very, very nicely. And actually, the UK is doing much better than the public GDP stats actually say, in our view. So you're hearing quite upbeat messages when you're meeting, meeting with company management. Well, the interesting thing is, if you look at uh, results, companies are a bit cautious about being too definitive about what's really happening. But again, in the meetings which we have with companies, and when you really delve into the market share shifts that are coming through, and the pregnant operational gearing to small increases in sales, you can get really quite excited by some of the holdings we have. So actually, curiously, what we've seen for the UK economy this tough period has actually sorted the wheat from the chaff. And we think the companies we have are in better times, and I'm not talking hugely better times, but just slightly better times, that'll come through nicely in operational gearing. Could you just help expand on the the phrase operational gearing, what that actually means in terms of the way in which a company will perform? 
Yeah, well, in in essence, it is just the simple relationship between a small increase in sales has a geared impact on operating profit. And if you think about a company, let's say like Marshalls, which produces sort of block pavings, which you see uh, in sort of developments in London, you see in driveways, in 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 houses. I mean, there is a company that's been through a very very tough volume. Backdrop, it's cut its shifts. But actually, if you think about it, if it had a small increase with its factories, all it would have to do is put a little bit of extra labour in, and suddenly that extra sales would feed through. Probably, one pound of sales, you would probably get a drop through of about forty percent to profits, and it's not uncommon. To find that in quite operationally geared businesses, we've seen the reverse, obviously, but we could see the reverse when it occurs. So, so the benefits of buying these cyclically orientated stocks is that they will see a bigger boost to their profitability when the economy continues to recover. What other stocks and sectors do you think this applies to? I think if you look at a lot of sectors, what you've seen over this、uh, recession is、uh, the gap between the number one and number two in an industry has accelerated relative to numbers three, four, five, six, and the market share shifts have been dramatic. And if anything, that is continuing to happen because finance is scarce. Market share tends to drift to, you know, the number one and two, and you are seeing that in a lot of industries. You're seeing that, frankly, banking internationally. You're seeing that. I almost struggle to find industries where you're not seeing that. Perhaps the most obvious one where you're not seeing that is food retail, actually, which is undifferentiated. You mentioned banking a moment ago. I, I think I might say that Barclays is now one of your top ten holdings. Yes, Barclays is, is is a company that I think has, has had a lot of negative press over recent times. I understand that means that the valuation may be attractive, but do you think the core franchise has been damaged? I think the core reputation has suffered a big blow. And the blow has been big enough to lead to change. The question now is whether there will be enough change, and we will have to monitor that very carefully. But our sense is that there will be enough change. There's been change on the executive board. There's been change in、uh, compliance. There's been change, albeit gradual change, within the scope of Barcap. And as you rightly said, the valuation is very low. Indeed, to illustrate my point about market share drifting to number one, two, and three, what we have seen in this industry is, for example, Nomura exit equities market making, and the likes of Barclays who are left benefit from that. So, you know, we are monitoring that very, very carefully, but we think there's enough evidence of change that supports our position. James, you sound really positive, and I'm. I know our listeners will be really pleased to hear that. Just in summary, how optimistic are you about、um, the the overall recovery in in UK stock markets? Well, I I take quite a long term view, and I'm just conscious that equities have been quite disappointing for quite a long period, and yet other asset categories have been quite strong, and we're now at the stage where. The policymakers 
are really shifting into top gear and they look to be on top of what's happening in Europe. There will be setbacks, but it looks to us as if they're firmly on the case. And so you're left with a number of equities which are really on very cheap valuations and, you know, that attracts us. So, yes, we are quite excited about the more cyclical areas of the UK market. James, I think that's a good note to finish on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.